welcome once again to Wisdom Within, the podcast for all those living with a mental health condition and for all those who care about them. We're excited to have you join us today for our episode number not 13. Just like in the hotels, they don't have a floor number 13. So we're deciding to have not 13 as this episode number. Uh, Excited to have you joining us today. Today's episode is going to be on how to calm our noisy minds. Uh, Some interesting uh, things for you to think about today as we work on uh, around um, intrusive thoughts and being overwhelmed with negative thoughts and um, how that can sometimes turn into negative self-talk and all the kinds of things you can, uh, trips and tips and tricks to use to help overcome and, uh, and become uh, much more at peace with yourself. Again, as always, Wisdom Within seeks to be a resource for folks. We always encourage you, if you are in urgent need of assistance, that you seek out help from your medical professional. And uh, we urge you to always do that as a first priority. But Wisdom Within always helps to be here as a backup for you, a voice to to uh, help talk you through some of these tools that we've learned as time has gone on in our own recovery. So welcome today. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Kathy Sirline. We'll be back in just a moment and begin the calming our noisy mind episode. Thanks for being here. So as part of our podcast today, we're talking about overthinking and how to manage that when we are trying to do our meditation, our mindfulness practice, our other, uh, use our other tools from our wellness toolkit to help us through uh, these anxiety-filled times of overwhelmed thought. Uh, So we are taking part of our material today from tinybuddha.com, which has been a great resource for some for some articles from on lots of different topics. Uh, this one was by Mr. Blan Li, who is a Chinese Buddhist and uses Buddhist wisdom to help teach folks who uh, are suffering uh, with, with uh, anxiety and uh, overwhelming thoughts and so forth and uh, learn to try to Um, find some peace with them. So uh, he said when he first started practicing Zen or presence, what we would think of as uh, remaining in the present, in the moment, he says he used to believe he could become completely thoughtless. In other words, to just clear himself of all thought while he was making his bed, no thoughts, washing his hands, no thoughts, walking around, no thoughts, imagining that he could have this great spiritual experience if he could clear his mind of all thoughts. But he says it wasn't like he thought it would be. The reality is, or was for him and is for a lot of us, that our minds can be can seem to be on full throttle all the time. That no matter what we do, there would be a billion thoughts popping around in there, preventing us from having a moment of peace, let alone uh, more than a moment. Um, so then we get upset with ourselves, we yell at ourselves, we try to convince ourselves to stop thinking, or our anxiety gets a hold and we get in a panic, um, trying to think, what what technique am I supposed to use? What, what self-help tool did I learn for this? And the harder we force ourselves, then the noisier 
our minds can become. Um, we try and try, but just can't seem to accomplish it. And sometimes trying so hard seems to make things even worse. So our inner thoughts and our inner dialogue can, can run even wilder. And then we get more frustrated and more angry. And there you have a spiral. So um, Mr. Lee says that during his first few years practicing Zen and meditation, he felt he was never at peace, that he really didn't even get close. But he says that he never gave up. And that he's, as he learned more about uh, the spirituality that he was seeking, he found the answer in that he was too hung up on trying to kill those thoughts, and he had become obsessed with doing that. Um, and even though, um, and when when he finally realized that and was able to let that go, that then he felt freer. But our our idea here and our goal here that we're talking about is to try to understand that it is impossible to silence your mind. It's human to have thoughts. It means you have a healthy and functioning brain. We don't need to get rid of our thoughts. Just like we, we see with our eyes, we hear with our ears, we smell with our nose, we taste with our tongue, we feel with our body, we think with our minds. If you want to get rid of a specific function, you would then have to destroy the corresponding organ, so to speak. So the underlying message is that no one has a mind without thoughts. Um, and that when we try to stop ourselves from that overflow of thought, we're trying to do the impossible. So it's important that we don't judge ourselves. A quiet mind is not a mind without thought. Rather, it is a decision that we make to embrace every emotion and every thought, therefore, within us. So the irony is when you embrace all your thoughts without judgment, no matter how annoying they are, your mind will calm down. So it's not so much about resisting our thoughts. It's important that we don't beat ourselves up for thinking too much. If we do that, we're giving ourselves unnecessary stress and anxiety. If we know that thinking is the core function of our mind and we are going to hear mental dialogue in our mind whether we like it or not. If we try to fight it, we are resisting the inevitable. The more we fight our thoughts, the more we actually amplify them. So being non-judgmental is the key to stilling our minds. Be okay with whatever thoughts you're having and eventually and naturally you can find a more peaceful, more peaceful and calmer mind. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my thoughts there a little bit. See what happens? Um, but it, it's the point is, is that you, you, not all of your thoughts are going to be positive, obviously, and those may be the ones you're trying to get rid of. And it, it doesn't mean that you can think them away. It's more that we're just trying to be accepting of the thoughts that go through our mind in, my, in um, dialectical behavioral therapy, uh, DBT. Um, the practice involves um, accepting during our meditation whatever thoughts come in to our mind, accepting them for what they are, and then just letting them letting them go or letting them be and and 
continuing to process our our experience during meditation what's in the room where am i i'm centered i'm sitting on the floor my feet are on the floor um my eyes are closed i'm just doing my deep breathing and focusing on my breathing and you know how we always talk about doing that slow slow inhale through our nose and then that very slow slow exhale through our mouth and that that is the kind of breathing that is uh, most helpful um, for a lot of folks in enabling them to uh, work on meditation um, when you meditate it's helpful to have a focus it could be how you breathe like we're just talking about for some folks it's a mantra which can be anything some small mantra you think to yourself over and over again um, and this restrains your mind from wandering so much um, mr lee says that um, buddha referred to the mind as a dancing monkey that it's always looking for ways to escape from the present on the other hand, a focus is like an oak tree that grounds you in the present. To stop the monkey from breaking away, you tie an imaginary rubber band between the two. And whenever the monkey goes too far, the band snaps him back to the trunk of the tree. So how do you do this in your daily life? Unlike meditation, many of our daily tasks are habitual, hopefully we get good enough at meditation that that can be habitual too. Um, but things like taking a shower or eating, uh, walking, um, we don't focus so much uh, when we do them. This is because our brain automates these types of tasks. It isn't a bad thing, but uh, as your mind becomes more freed up, it begins to babble nonsense and starts wandering into other places and that's how all these myriad of thoughts come to us sometimes in our least thinking state when we're just on autopilot but there are tricks that you can use to increase your focus and stay in the present um, we can mentally remind ourselves of our present action in other words what is it that we're doing i'm washing my hands so you can internally um, use self-talk to direct your focus back to the present moment so for example washing your hands in your head you can think I am washing my hands I am washing my hands I'm washing my hands sounds silly but it if you're thinking that in your head then these other thoughts aren't able to be jumping around in there it's about just focusing on what you're doing in that moment part of DBT is really keeping yourself in the moment directing your attention back into your body and out of your head for example when you're taking a shower um, how does the water feel inhale the fragrance of the soap enjoy the warmth listen to the sounds of the water focus on what's going on uh, in that moment it, it tends to lessen the loudness of the rest of the noise that seems to permeate our minds sometimes. Um, so it, doing things differently can also make things uh, a little uh, 
a little more challenging, a classic technique that Zen masters use is to do everything in slow motion. This may sound easy, but it's not. You would have a hard time doing things the way you want to. So as a result, you're forced, you're forced to act consciously instead of acting on autopilot. Um, for example, um, if you are cutting food for uh, a meal, to cut it slowly and focus on each movement you make, or if you are taking out the trash to do it slowly instead of that automated uh, quick pattern that we're used to for just doing those um, minuscule tasks that we all have to do. Um, so just changing up how you just do those automated things so that you focus on what you're doing lets your mind be in control of your thought. You're, you're allowing yourself to control your own thoughts. Sometimes the, the ability to do that is completely missing from us when we're really struggling in our highest times of stress and anxiety or panic or whatever the issue may be at the time or the symptom may be that we're working through at the time. The ability to find simple ways to calm our minds is paramount and are being able to regain control of our own thoughts and our own um, ability to be calm without uh, even thinking about, you know, should I be taking medication or what have you? That's a completely separate question. These are just tools to use in the moment to help you kind of bring yourself uh, more to center, back in focus uh, in the moment and being able to... Um, and be able to be present. Um, it is a choice to be present. It's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, maybe all of this is hard for you right now. All those concepts and skills and techniques that we may have learned can complicate things so much that we don't that they don't help us. We're trying a little bit of this, a little bit of that, all at once, and so nothing's working, and that can get us even more stressed. So. It's not that we want to get rid of all those tools and concepts because they all have their purpose and their usefulness. Um, but if you really want to quiet your mind, uh, at least for the moment, to just start making what you're doing in life a practice. The practice of meditation, the practice of centering your mind, the practice of focusing in the moment on exactly what you're doing in that particular moment, learning not to judge yourself, learning to be okay with whatever happens and then move forward from that. Um, you may not be able to do all that at first, but it, it will happen. And when it happens, you'll feel like something's clicked on again inside you. On the outside, you're still you. On the inside, you have a lot more peace than you had because you've realized that you have the ability to um, calm yourself, um, to silence some of the noise in your mind, not because you've banished all of your negative thoughts or become a master 
of Zen techniques or something, but because you've given yourself the ability to be okay with whatever happens. You are okay that you have negative thoughts because you realize everyone has negative thoughts at times. You are okay with a noisy mind at times because you realize that that happens. You're okay with interruptions and with distractions. And when you're okay with what's going on and what may happen, then you don't get hung up when interruptions or distractions or negative things come into your mind. In other words, you learn to let them be. Um, so a little bit of rethinking in the way we um, see our thoughts and the way we deal with them um, with commitment and with a lot of practice, 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 practice. But hopefully this is your this is going to help you with that first step in just making that one simple choice towards uh, calming those uh, that noisy mind and those intrusive thoughts. Uh, we'll be back momentarily with the next segment on Wisdom Within. Stay with us. Continuing our Wisdom Within podcast today as we're talking about how to calm our noisy minds and, and uh, looking at uh, now some tips on overcoming negative self-talk and the negativity of our internal voice. Um, I wish I could say that I had never encountered this problem, but I'd be lying, uh, like so many people. Uh, even if I didn't necessarily recognize my internal self-talk as negative, uh, I, I realized that uh, I was overflowing with it. Um, my process of coming first to recognize what that internal voice was up to, then to listen to it with more compassion, and finally ask it to grow up and step out of the room, has been a journey of self-acceptance and growth. And I'm still working on it, but ultimately I'm hopeful that freedom will be next. <laughs> um, so some steps that you can think about taking if, uh, if you're looking to deal with your own inner negative self-talk. Uh, first is to become aware of the negativity in that internal voice. Um, like people with tinnitus or tinnitus, that constant ringing sound in your ears, they grow used to it. They learn to live with it pretty successfully to the point where they become not even really aware that the ringing's going on. And that's kind of how it was with my negative internal voice. It was sort of, it had sort of become a background hum. If I did pay attention to it, I was tricked into thinking that its particular message of the moment really mattered. Um, when I was younger, um, there were lots of different things that this would happen around. And it wasn't until I'd been in therapy for a while as an adult and had experienced real mindfulness practice that I even began to notice this daily hum of background noise and to notice that the particulars of the negative voice I was listening to um, were larger than what they should be. Any mindfulness practice can help you become more aware of this negative self-talk in your head. You can try guided meditations, deep breathing exercises, mindful walking, um, spending time meditating to tune into your senses. Um, when you become conscious of 
being in the present moment, it's easier to recognize what's going on internally. So first we need to obviously recognize that that voice is there. And the second step then would be to listen a little more deeply. Um, what is important is not so much what the voice is saying as what is under it. Um, so often the negativity I found was there to distract me from something else. Um, was it the piece of cake I ate or was it a rejection that was really the problem? Um, I learned not to take what I said to myself at face value. I was often shocked at what was going on inside my own head. I said what to myself a lot. I would never say that to anyone else. Um, I have published as a creative writer. I've, I'm fairly skilled at using language and often the voice inside my head I would find was basically stuck at a child's level when I was frustrated or upset rather than slowing down and parsing out what I was really feeling I'd lash out at myself um, and negative self-talk I think also was largely self-protective like a big blanket over deeper layers of hurt or pain and often what those negative words were really expressing even if they didn't even if I didn't have the appropriate way to put this in words at the time um, wasn't so much that I had done something wrong but that I'm scared or hurt or worried or uncertain and I learned to react to the feelings under that negativity with some compassion uh, coming to better understand what uh, situations trigger us and why. In fact, um, using therapy, mindfulness, writing, and meditation to help us heal and to embrace those wounded parts of ourselves that can speak in such negative terms. Um, the inner voice becomes less critical. We can become less likely to lash out at ourselves better able to express <clears throat> more uncomfortable things internally, like I'm feeling really insecure right now, you know, understanding what it is that's behind uh, the negative, um, the pervasive negativity that we sometimes have toward ourselves. Taking some time to kind of dig beneath that surface of the negative self-talk, to peel back the layers, to find what the feelings are and what the fears are so that you can offer compassion to those fragile parts of yourself. So when I first started doing this, um, I wasn't very good at it, took practice, but I felt as I've gained success in it, I felt happier. I had more energy. I felt I was able to communicate better, not only to myself, but with others. At this point, I feel like I've made some good progress. Uh, sometimes that uh, inner negativity is still more powerful than, than me. Um, so I meditate more and I listen to my thoughts with more compassion. And, you know, that inner voice can be pretty mean sometimes. Um, sometimes late in the middle of the night you wake up and that negative voice can be very strong. Um, and so at that point you want to reach the next step in handling this voice though I don't want to be I, I mean I want to be clear here you want to you don't want to just skip over the first couple steps most of us most of us have not been 
fully listened to. We need to learn to listen to what is beneath our self-talk and not simply silence ourselves. But after a while, we understand that that negativity is usually some form of expression of what has hurt us. We understand um, we can, we can understand that better as we can listen to ourselves and we want to be freed from that negativity because it's not serving us. Um, so understanding too that our healthy self no longer needs to believe what the negativity was saying. It just doesn't make any sense to talk to ourselves in ways that we wouldn't talk to anyone else. Um, and that if we have compassion for other people, it doesn't make sense to us, doesn't make sense for us not to extend it to ourselves. So I came to see this inner dialogue of mine as lagging behind my own development as a person. I was kind of stuck in some old habits that I felt I had really moved beyond. So what to do? So we disrupt the habit. I had done the first step to where I could step where I could notice the voices when they came up and recognize them and because I had done the second step I didn't feel that I was in denial or perpetuating old patterns of not being listened to because I had done that effective listening to my own uh, negativity. Um, so when that negative voice comes up I immediately interrupt it. I use um, several different ways to do that. Um, you can disrupt your negative voice with uh, a mantra or um, a, a, a short poem, but bringing um, your body into the practice helps you establish new patterns more quickly. <clears throat> Whether it's drumming or tapping or um, um, a mantra or whatever it is that you're going to use. The important thing is that when the negative voice comes up, you do or say something else instead of getting caught up in it. I realized that I didn't need to put up with my childlike reactions anymore, that I could learn to establish some boundaries in my own inner life, that I could disrupt that sort of internal uh, tantrum and take the child out of the room and give her something else to occupy her. So it takes practice, but I don't wake up in the middle of the night plagued by these negative thoughts anymore. I have so much more mental and emotional space. We can retrain our habits. For many of us, this may seem surprising. We may even come to feel that we need to accept our negative thoughts about ourselves and accept our negative self-talk as something that we just need to learn to embrace but we can retrain our habits. Um, if we are able to uh, focus on, on what we're coming across, listen to what we're, um, listen to what's going on um, behind and underneath the negative thoughts, um, then we can also realize that we don't have to turn that negative, ne negativity continually upon ourselves. And when we no longer allow those negative voices to take up our inner space, then we can experience more freedom and not only more self-love, but also more care and compassion and love for others. Well, 
dear listeners, we've come to that point in the program again. It's time to close another episode here on Wisdom Within. We're delighted that you were able to join us today for the episode on calming our noisy minds. We hope that you will check out our other episodes. We would love to hear from you. Uh, You can reach us on our website, which is wisdomwithinweb.com. Feel free to send some commentary that way or on Twitter at Kathleen Surline or at Wisdom Within. Another great way you can talk to us is directly with your own real true voice. If you download the Anchor app, which is where we produce our, our program, although we are available across most listening platforms, uh, we invite you to download Anchor, look for Wisdom Within, And then you can click to voice message us uh, and give us your own real-time thoughts and comments on the show, uh, on topics, or possibly uh, guest interviews you'd like to hear from. Any ideas you might have or comments or feedback, we're happy to hear from you, even constructive criticism. So feel free. Uh, We can take it. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you soon. Uh, We also hope to be bringing you more episodes in the very near future. Got a little bit behind this past week. Uh, We're playing catch up, but we hope you will be patient with us as we get these next episodes completed and bring them on air for you. Uh, Hope you find some other good help uh, as you look around our other episodes. And uh, we are thankful if we're able to help even, even one person in their journey, then we feel like we're, we've accomplished what we set out to do. So We welcome your feedback. We welcome you here at Wisdom Within anytime. And we look forward to joining you again very, very soon. Until then, take care, everybody, and we'll see you soon.